It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, March 14th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians uh, fall to the Dodgers on Monday, but uh, big story Monday was uh, was in the World Baseball Classic. The world, uh, the uh, Team USA taking on Canada. Uh, Bo Naylor playing in the game, but uh, didn't matter. The United States uh, scored nine runs. In the first, uh, uh, in, in the early part of the game, first two innings, uh, Mike Trout with a big three-run home run, and they went on to run rule the Canadian team uh, in seven innings. Uh, I believe it was twelve to one was the final, and uh, it's a huge win for the United States. Uh, puts them in a, a good position to advance out of pool play uh, in in their uh, their pool in Phoenix, and. Uh, uh, really just a, a, an all-around dominant performance by the offense. I guess if you're a, a Guardians fan watching that game, the big takeaway is uh, that Lance Lynn, who pitches for the White Sox, who you're probably going to see a couple of times this year, uh, is it looks like he's heated up pretty well. Uh, he was he was pretty dominant against the Canadians. Yeah, Lance Lynn, you know, has a good history against Cleveland, and uh, he he pitched very well last night. Uh, you know. Team USA needed to win, you know, after getting beat by Mexico uh, the night before. So, uh, you know, onward and upward for uh, USA. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out of pool play, Joe. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can sustain uh, that kind of offense. They're going to need to because they're pitching. It, it, it's it's rather thin. It's it's they're they're sort of hamstrung by these rules with the pitch counts and and what the the different clubs have told. Uh, manager Mark DeRosa, what he can, um, what he can do in, in in terms of using their pitchers. Uh, it was it was really fortunate for them last night that they could you know get as much out of uh, Lance Lynn as they did, sixty five pitches right up against the limit. You know they didn't have to use multiple pitchers. Uh, they used Lynn and Miles Michaelis from St. Louis. Uh, so really, uh, they're in a good position there with with pitching. Uh, just be interesting to see. Uh, how they, you know, continue on. I, I believe they're they're off before they have to play uh, Columbia next. Yeah, yeah, Columbia's on, on the next team, so uh, you know they got their off day, and uh, you know it should it should be a good game, Joe. I think uh, you know I think Team USA is primed to you know at least advance, and uh, 
you know, get <laughs> and and just see, you know, see see how far they can take it in in defending their championship. In uh, in the other uh, pod, the, one of the other games in the other pod, uh, Puerto Rico uh, took on uh, Team Israel, and after after losing a game, uh, Puerto Rico came out and was was really energetic, enthusiastic, and uh, they they dominated. I believe they won uh, on a on a walk off with the the run rule as well. So uh, they're in a good position there. Uh, and yeah, it was they, good to see combined perfect game, right? Right. Yeah. It was a, a and uh, you know that, that's something really rare to see in a in a World Baseball Classic because of the the, the limitations on the pitching uh, for all the teams. So uh, for them to go out and throw a perfect game, that was you know pretty interesting. Uh, also, uh, in uh, you know, uh, Team Columbia comes up with a a, a big win as well. Uh, Diane Frias had a a, a big hit for Columbia. It's a, a guardians prospect there as well. Yeah. He's, you know, he's had an interesting, uh, interesting series. Uh, you know, he's kind of a minor leaguer, you know, he, he's getting a chance to play for his country and, uh, you know, he's holding his own and he's just one of, uh, one of the, uh, the endless stream of middle infielders Cleveland has. And, you know, you, you really don't even, <laughs> I don't know where he is on the depth chart, Joe, but he's making a good showing for uh, Columbia. Yeah, it's uh, this is where uh, you know some guys like Frias could, could come out and, and make a name for themselves. I think of the uh, the Nicaraguan pitcher, the 21 year old uh, pitcher from Nicaragua that uh, you know struck out uh, Juan Soto and Manny Machado uh, in in the uh, in their game against the Dominican Republic, and then was immediately offered a, a contract. I think it was the White Sox uh, had the a scout there. It was the, the Tigers, Tigers offered. Him, I knew yeah. it was somebody from the uh, from the AL Central, the Tigers. Uh, scout immediately offered him a contract and he signed uh, right after t- coming out of the game. So that, that's pretty interesting is, uh, you know, this unsigned 21 year old pitcher from Nicaragua uh, gets a contract uh, just from appearing in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun stories like that coming out uh, now. Uh, but our turn our attention back to uh, back to the Guardians who were in Glendale. Uh, they lose to the uh, Dodgers, uh, Dodgers offense obviously is, you know, they're even without Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman who were, uh, playing in the USA versus Canada game. Uh, even without those two guys, Dodgers offense still pretty good. Uh, Zach Plesak on the mound for, uh, Cleveland and he struggled in the first inning. Uh, again, it was a, a mirror of his, uh, second start of the spring where he sort of labored there in that first inning was getting up over uh, over 20 plus pitches, and so Terry Francona uh, went out and with uh, two outs in the inning, actually pulled him out of the game. But because there's that re-entry rule in spring training now, uh, Plesac was able to continue his outing after um, Nick Mikolacic came in and he walked a batter, but then got the final out of the first inning. Uh, in the second and third inning, Plesac was able to go back out and finish his day. Uh, get through three innings and 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 didn't look uh, you know just like before the same thing you re-enter the game and uh, things went a lot better from there. Yeah, Joe, you know the last the, uh, you know in the second and third inning he he allowed a couple hits but no runs. But in that first inning it just uh, you know he gets the first out then he hits a guy he walks a guy gives up a single to load the bases. You know he he, he gets uh, he gets Vargas on a foul pop. But then gives up a single, and you know they take him out, and 
you know, Mikulakic came in and, and did a nice job, got out of that jam with only two runs scoring. And uh, then Polisak comes back in. Unfortunately, Joe, you're not going to be able to do that during the regular season. So, but, but the rule is a good one. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's not baseball, Paul. That's a that's spring training. That's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it, no, I, I I agree. I like the I like the reentry rule because it keeps guys on schedule and it keeps things. You know, these games don't mean anything anyway. So let's uh, go out there and 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 get your pitchers to where they need to be. And and I think that's that was what's most most important. Paul, yeah. the, the biggest the biggest takeaway I hear from right there is I can't wait until there's a day where Paul has to explain. Uh, that Nick Mikulacic gave up a ground ball that was fielded by Brian Rocchio and uh, thrown over to John Kenzie Noel over at first base because uh, I, I just think there are so many opportunities there oh for uh, for you to pronounce. You could you could say that sentence uh, ten times and pronounce it eleven different ways. So, oh God, uh, that, I, is, be, that keeps me up at night. <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun as long as you write it the right way. It doesn't even matter. You, who cares how you say it? Yeah. Uh, but Joe, that's a great rule. It really is. It lets uh, you know, police had come back into the game, and like you said, he gets his instead of going out to the bullpen and throwing forty pitches where you know without a hitter in there, you're you you come back into the game. You're in game situations, you know, and you're pitching the hitters. So you really do get your work in, and you like you said, you stay on schedule for your next start. Well, and you don't, and you don't have to pitch thirty pitches in an inning where you could. There's a chance you can get hurt or, you know, get fatigued, and and it, you don't really learn anything about yourself in, in that situation. Uh, once you get up to thirty plus pitches in an inning, that's that's just a, a situation where things could get, could get real bad, and and being able to bring in a fresh arm, you know, some kid from minor league camp who comes in can get an out, give him the thrill of his lifetime. But in this case, it was Mikulacic who you know, I think is at some point going to help them at the big league level this year. Uh, and so good to see him be able to come in and, you know, lock it down that way and, uh, 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 you know, get through that. Uh, offensively, the, the Guardians got, um, what, th- uh, Stephen Kwan was on base three times, scored a run, drove in a run, stole a base, uh, drew a walk. Uh, so pretty much Stephen Kwan, as much as Jose Ramirez looks like he's in midseason form. That was a vintage Stephen Kwan performance at the plate. Yeah, and you know he's been doing it uh, most of spring training. Uh, you know he's off to a, a good start. He's hitting three eighty one. Uh, you know eight for twenty one. And like you said, Joe, he he reaches base three times uh, yesterday. Uh, steals a base. Um, you know, walks starts the uh, starts the game with a leadoff walk. So yeah, he looked uh, he looked good. Uh, you know, they only they only finished with eight hits. Uh, Quan had two of them, and uh, Brian Rocchio had the other two. And who is you know having a decent camp, I guess. Yeah, I'm liking every time I every time I see Brian Rocchio. Every time uh, he gets in a game and, and gets an opportunity, uh, you know he's he's coming through and. You know, just the development over like from the first time that we saw him a couple of springs ago when he came up and he was this, you know, tiny little guy who uh, you could swing it from both sides of the plate, had some had some pop in his bat. Now he he just looks like he's he's a big leaguer, man. He looks like he's ready to be ready to take that next step and be at that next level. Uh, he could be at triple A for 
uh, a very brief time this year, depending on how things go uh, at the major league level. Yeah, they just have to, you know, there has to be an opportunity for them, you know, and, uh, and I, you know, that's, this is a tough nut to crack if you're, if you're a middle infielder in, in Cleveland's organization and you've got uh, Andres Jimenez and uh, Ahmed Rosario uh, playing in front of you. You got Andres Jimenez, who's looking like more of a shortstop than a gold glove second baseman uh, every day. Every time I see him playing for Venezuela, uh, he just looks so natural over there and so good. Uh, just a lot of fun to watch him, uh, you know, be able to, to play both sides. Uh, last night we were watching, uh, USA versus, um, Canada and uh, they made a big deal out of Tim Anderson, uh, playing his first game ever at second base. And, and he all, his first ground ball that he took at second base, he almost tripped over his own two feet, throwing it to first base. So, you know, making transitions back and forth between those positions, you might think it's easy, but, you know, these guys take uh, take a lot of pride in what they do. And it's not something that you're always comfortable doing, going back and forth between short and second. Yeah, that's uh, that's 100 percent, Joe. You know, you've got to from second base, you know, you, you always hear uh, the toughest thing is to, uh, you know, turn the double play. If you're if you're a third baseman or, or a sec or a shortstop making that transition, you've got to turn the double play with your back toward the runner. That's that's a tough thing to do. And, uh, you know, more guys have struggled with it than uh, than people would like to believe. It's you know, when you find a guy like Jimenez who can, you know, bounce between the two positions, you know, you 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 kind of you have to appreciate that. Yeah, and bounce between the two positions and do it at a gold glove level, you know, and still maintain everything you've got to, it, that he did uh, at the plate last year. Uh, pretty impressive season for for Andres Jimenez and, you know, hoping to see the same sort of thing uh, coming forward this year. Uh, as far as the, the rest of the pitchers that, that came out for uh, Cleveland yesterday, uh, James Karinczak continued his sort of up and down spring. Uh, he gave up uh, a few runs, gave up a home run to Max Muncie. Uh, was sounded like he was, uh, you know, struggling with his command a little bit. Had a couple of walks. Uh, you know, it, this is the time for James Karinczak to to sort of be inconsistent. I think uh, if, if he's going to be inconsistent, this is this is when you want to see it out of him, not uh, not come April. Uh, so you know, he's a he's a big key as far as. You know, if Emmanuel Class A is is key number one, one uh, A in that that back end of that bullpen, uh, uh, James Karinczak is is right there behind him. Uh, they need a guy who who locks down the eighth inning and is that setup guy who gets you to Class A. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, he was charged with his a balk uh, when he came out for the fourth inning. That's the second balk of the spring. Uh, you know, I, I'm wondering, Joe, if this, uh, you know, the pitch clock, you know, he seems to be handling, you know, uh, you know, the 15 second and 20 second rule, but the balk, you know, uh, umpires are on the lookout for that. That's the second time he's been caught and nailed with it. And, uh, you know, this is something he's going to have to uh, to work on because, uh, you know, Cleveland, especially Terry Francona, were, was concerned about that, you know, late, late last season when, you know, when we talked about the rule changes, uh, you know, you know, Karen Check kind of, you know, does a lot of fidgeting, he, you know, he taps his, he's kind of got that foot tap going. So we'll have to see how that goes. It's something that, you know, he's he's in the right place right now to get it smoothed out in spring training. He does not have a balk in his career called against him uh, in 
in the regular season. So uh, the, the, the first balk he gets called against him uh, this year will be the first of his career. Uh, you know, wondering, you know, when, when that'll be or if that'll be. Maybe he'll uh, he'll get it all, you know, sort of, you know, tightened up and and figured out. But uh, you're right. If they're looking for it this year, the chances are pretty good. He's going to get called for it at least once. You just hope that it doesn't come with a runner on third base in a in a in a, an important game uh, late inning at, at some point. Uh, but but yeah, that's uh, that that's something that they're going to rely on him to to sort of be able to take care of. Uh, so James Karinchak, uh, you know, up and down. Emmanuel Classe has a, a six ERA of some sort because he had a bad outing over the weekend. Um, uh, you know, we've seen Trevor Steffen. Uh, and Nick Sandlin's coming back from an injury. Uh, Sam Henches is just now throwing uh, weighted balls, so he's progressing but not ready. Uh, what's your uh, What's your anxiety factor right now for the Guardians bullpen as uh, as we head towards the start of the regular season? Well, you know, Joe, I think I think uh, you know uh, Class A is going to be okay. I think Karinchek is going to be fine. You know, it's spring training, the middle of spring training. They're getting the kinks worked out. Um, you know, Sandlin and De-, De Los Santos are scheduled to uh, make their second appearance today, you know, uh, behind Bieber. Uh, so, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think those guys, if they can stay healthy, they'll be fine. But, you know, the, the two spots, the two open spots, you know, that's, you know, I, I just wonder how they're going to fill them because, you know, we've talked about this before. Are, is Morris going to be back in time? I doubt that. You know, he hasn't pitched. You know, we're in the middle of spring training. He hasn't he hasn't pitched in the game yet. Uh, and and uh, Sam Henkes, Henches, I, you know, I, I think I don't think they're going to rush him. And, uh, you know, uh, so we'll see. You know, they're, they're going to have to fill those two spots somehow, you know, We've talked a lot about Tim Heron, you know, the young left-hander, the prospect, but he's got a 7.94 ERA. Uh, you know, I know, you know, just spring training, it doesn't mean too much, but, you know, you know, I just wonder if they would, you know, would, would they let this kid, uh, you know, on the team, you know, and they'd have to, you know, really kind of bring him along slowly. Uh, or do you go with maybe a starter, you know, like a Xavier Curry or, you know, a Connor Pilkington? Yeah, I, I think one of those spots is going to go to a a, a more a, a guy who you could see getting stretched out a little more like a Curry or a Pilkington. And then I think one of those spots, you know, it, Heron's definitely in play, but, you know, maybe one of the veteran guys, uh, even even though Tuki Toussaint, uh, you know, didn't look too great yesterday. Uh, you've you've got to you got to think maybe a guy who's got a little more experience is a guy who. Uh, Terry Francona is going to lean towards uh, in that spot, at least early. You know, it doesn't mean it, it, uh, Tito says, uh, you know, uh, breaking uh, opening day, uh, being on the opening day roster isn't the uh, the end of the race. That's not the goal. It's the, yeah. you know, that that spot can be, you know, fluid after opening day. Who knows? So I I don't know. Maybe you put a veteran in that spot and then. Once uh, things get going down in AAA, you see who's hot and you bring them up. Um, or maybe Nick Mikulachik is a guy that, you know, they liked him last year at AAA. He's a, he's a guy who, who closed games and, you know, looks like he could come in and, and at least get you through an inning at, at some point, and that's what you need. Yeah, that's not a bad point. And I think, uh, you know, that's why he came in and uh, finished that first inning. 
you know, for a Plesak yesterday. It's it's kind of like you know you're working out of a jam late in the you know late in the inning, late in the game. You know, bases loaded, two outs. You know, that's your job as a late inning reliever, and you know, so he gets that experience and he gets it against uh, you know the the Dodgers a lineup before, you know, they, they empty the lineup and, uh, you know, the minor leaguers come in. So, you know, that's something to keep in the back of your mind. I think. Uh, something to keep in the back of your mind also is uh, our subtext subscription uh, service uh, here on uh, cleveland.com. Hoinsey and myself uh, texting our uh, subscribers on a daily basis, uh, multiple times a day with uh, what we're learning uh, from camp. Uh, from Tito directly, any news, any developments, and uh, any stories or anecdotes that we uh, we see, you you get them there before they get published on Cleveland.com. Uh, it's three ninety nine a month. Uh, you can log on and subscribe, uh, Cleveland.com slash subtext, or uh, send a text message to 216-208-4346. Uh, it's a great way to stay in touch with us and and just have a dialogue back and forth if you have questions or. Or if you have thoughts, uh, we have a we have a lot of uh, of mini managers out there who uh, <laughs> who want to you know play Tito for the day and 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 give us their opinions and you know uh, a lot of those sort of influence some of the things that that we sort of look at and write about and um you know and and it informs our writing as well uh, so uh, you know our subscribers are it's a two way street for sure. Uh, we give uh, information to them, but but uh, a lot of times they point us in the right directions, and um, it's it's a lot of fun to to be on with them. Uh, as far as uh, fan service goes, however, uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, just the latest from uh, the TV side of things, where uh, you know by Thursday we could have a, a resolution or at least some sort of uh, you know direction in terms of what's going to happen with this Bally situation. Uh, how are our our viewers going to be able to watch Guardians games this year? Yeah, it's uh, it's very fluid. I, I was told that that I heard the word fluid a lot uh, yesterday, <laughs> Joe. Uh, right now, uh, Diamond Sports Group, which uh, you know owns Bally's, uh, which you know is Bally's. It's named for Bally's. Um, you know they own 14 uh, regional sports networks with the uh, with 14 uh, big league ball clubs. Uh, one of them is the Guardians, and uh, you know they are almost nine billion dollars in debt, uh, and they could file for bankruptcy at the end of this week, Thursday or Friday. If they do, you know there was a story in the New York Post, and you know I talked to some people that that confirmed it that uh, that there's a chance that. A Diamond Sports Group could cancel uh, their contracts with at least four teams, and uh, the Guardians are one of them. The Reds would be the uh, another. Uh, Arizona and San Diego could they could cancel their you know their uh, their RSNs with with those teams, and and um, and they um, you know and and if that is the case, if they cancel it outright. You know, MLB would have to step in and and, and you know acquire the rights to that, and um, and you know they, they and long and short of it is you know it, it sounds like you know MLB is con- committed to us keeping the, you know keeping the, the television schedules as they are, and right now they I would think they would still appear on on the, the Valley Sports Channel. 
um, in, in, you know, as regarding the guardians. So, uh, but it's kind of, it's just a, a really fluid situation. Um, they, um, you know, uh, it's just, uh, you know, but I think for now it looks like, you know, it, it'll be business as usual. It just might look a little different, I guess. Yeah, looking a little different, I think uh, it, it might be a concern to uh, folks who who are used to hearing uh, Matt Underwood and and Rick Manning and, and Andre Knott on the the sidelines. Uh, I haven't spoken to any of those guys to you know see if there's any certainty about whether where they'll be or, or you know what. But I gotta imagine if things are gonna go forward from an operation standpoint, that you know those would still be the guys bringing the games to uh, fans uh, throughout the season. Uh, at least in the short term. Yeah, Joe, that, uh, you know, MLB has said that they would they would really prefer to keep the local broadcast teams in place. Uh, the, 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 you know, the one the one caveat to that would be, you know, Valley Sports pays Underwood, you know, Andre and, and, and Manning. Uh, it's not the it's not the Guardian. So it, that that could influence that in. Uh, but I'm not sh- exactly sure how. But if I think if MLB has 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 their way, they would keep the local broadcast teams in in place. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, at least the, the hope being that uh, that's the, the case moving forward. All right. That's going to wrap up uh, today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Guardians are, uh, Shane Bieber will be on the mound for, for Cleveland, uh, this afternoon, uh, and we'll have a, a complete wrap up of that tomorrow. Uh, right back here with you, Hoinsey. All right, Joe.